We're rolling. All right, guys. Welcome back. We have a very special show. I know Joe Farrow has his radio turned all the way up because we have some big treehouse news. We'll see you right after this. But I heard awesome. it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I want a showboat. But I gotta go, bro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years. Would I ever drink a Michelob? Oh no, they might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm, what an elegant species. And you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it. Smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast. If you like to wait two hours for one growler, you come to the right place. And if you need someone to mew your beers, Moe's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach. Now that's commitment, and that's the difference between Ben, Moe, and you. So up your vocabulary and grab a beer, because this is noobed. Correct. Noob. This is noobed. This is noobed. This is noobed. All right, we are back. Uh, Noobed Tap Takeover. That is not the show that we're on. This is the new podcast. And we have the holy triumvirate of host as well. Uh, I am Boston Beer Benny, joined by Moses Malone and T. Dersh, Dr. Dersh. Guys, thanks for joining me again. Thanks You're welcome. Us. You're welcome. <laughs> we have an outstanding <laughs> show. Uh, really, really good. Some exciting, exciting treehouse news that we will get into uh, we have some weird beer stuff, which is super exciting. Uh, Mo has come up with some weird beer stuff. I got some weird things. We have an extended show for the week. Um, but before we do that, guys, we will start, as always, with what are you drinking? Because we do have a great selection right now. What's going on? Oh, uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. Uh, we started with True New Englander. Mm, that, uh, that was a great beer. I love that. That was beer. like a really, really good beer. I, I wanted to like hate it because, yeah. you know, everyone hates Trillium now. Yep, that's but like the cool <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> this was like, that, that was an outstanding so beer. So good. Outstanding beer. And uh, I actually, I went up and got the peanut butter cup. I know we've all had the peanut butter cup here. I wasn't like thoroughly impressed by it. I don't know where you guys I loved it. Yeah, you loved it. I did. I I was a fan. I drank the rest of the bottle that you left. Yeah. See, I, I <laughs> compared just to their other stouts, I yeah. I mean, it, it's good. Yeah, but not yeah, like I'm not the gonna, other. But like, it's not tiramisu. I got I got the or I forgot. I got the coffee cake at the office. Yeah. I see. I heard that wasn't good either. I, really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to try that. But one. you did say it wasn't good. A lot of people well, are saying. Oh, yeah, really? a lot of people yeah. on the internet oh, interwebs are saying. Yeah. Um, and I trust Max. Yeah, and he's friend of the show. Shout out to Max. Yeah. He's. Like kind of yeah. Max on. is our our big beer line correspondent. Yeah, you know the new new beer line. <laughs> and he's Maybe one day he's we'll been very <laughs> eh yeah. on Trillium stouts Lately. for like yeah really? like yeah. these adjunct laden stouts that he's like eh. see you know they don't really shocking do much, to so. me because Affogato was outrageously good. Yeah, I yep. thought tiramisu was outrageously good. But, but think about the additives in those though. Like those yeah. are coffee, vanilla yeah, 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 yeah. type flavors. Mm -hmm. Like when oh, you start getting cup? into like the peanut butter cups, like and this beer ran into that problem. Mm -hmm. it, it's super sweet. 
And it, yeah. it actually does drink kind of boozy yeah, for does. a beer that is supposed to be like coated in sweetness. Really boozy. So, I mean, it maybe it needs to sit for a little while. I mean, mm-hmm. We were kind of talking about that. Like yeah. maybe let some flavors mellow out and, and see where it rolls. But um, yeah. true New Englander, though. Great beer. One of my favorites from Treehouse. In, uh, from Tree. Wow, I was wow. going to say it twice. Trillium. Trillium House. Yeah, one of my favorites from Trillium in a, in a little while. Trillium. So. Todd also brought some fire here too. The Fox Farm was phenomenal. The Tangle, that's why I brought that out. I have Burst in the car too. So Tango really Fox Trap. Yeah, you can uh, just go get that. But the, the, the yeah, Tangle is really good. Tangle is really good. As, clean as a whistle. Fantastic. So, yeah, great beer. Um, and that sticks with our Connecticut theme beer show, which we will yeah. get into. This is kind yeah, of Yeah, it is kind of a Connecticut themed theme show. Yeah, yeah, so. We've never uh, really done that before. That's what we're drinking. We're always OH heavy when Todd's around. Todd has brought uh, Vapor Rings, Forever uh, Simcoe, Big ZD, Sonic Daydream. So we are we're just crushing other halves right now on yeah. a weekday. Uh, nothing better than that. I mean, as always, that's what noob guys do. So, yep. but we will start <laughs> off with some awesome, exciting news. And again, we've talked to you over the months about the. You know, debates of the top breweries in New England, and it always comes back to Trillium Treehouse and uh, Hill Farmstead, obviously, is yeah. a, a four, four, <laughs> forerunner? A front runner? Front okay, runner. Yeah, there I you guess go. that's the word I'm looking for. Forefather. Mm. Uh, either one. That also works. Stepfather. No, uh, that doesn't work. And it seems like that Trillium is always making the big noise, right? And then yep. it's Treehouse just comes with. One gigantic footstep after the next, you know. Yeah, we've talked. We talked about that before yeah. when Treehouse had their new brewery. Yeah. And then Trillium announced they were moving their brewery to a better spot. Yeah. It was like left, left hook, yeah. right jab, yeah. left hook, right. Yeah. You know. And they, uh, they kind of see biscuit. You know, the blind is on, just moving forward, man. So they announced recently um, that they will be opening up an orchard and fermentary. Nice. Which is very, very exciting news uh, for just the beer scene in general. Kind of really cool, too, to see that this article that Mo is going to reference here coming up is not beer-related in any way. Which I find kind of the most, um, not surprising, but the most intriguing about the whole story. Mm. So what, uh, what are the deets on this new, uh, new project Treehouse has going on? All right, well... I mean, let's lead with the money. Yeah. I paid $1.6 million for this. Yeah. Okay. So um, they clearly want to invest in this. Yeah, this is something that's not just, you know, they're not renting a place. They're not leasing yeah. a place. Like, this isn't a gimmick. They bought 94 acres of property. So it's like mm. they're they're pretty pot committed at this point. Um, I mean, we can get into that as, as deep as you want. $1.6 to me sounds like nothing for 94 acres, but... I'm yeah. not familiar on what farm property sells for, mm-hmm. so I mean, I guess. Hey, I guess that is what it is. Goddamn notifications! I should have just had my volume off, but we make mistakes. Um, recorders. Yeah, so 94 acres. They bought it from Devon Point Farm, um, who's moving to another location in North Stonington. Um, they recently expanded to 150 acres, so they're moving to bigger, greener pastures. And this um, is in Connecticut. Right? Yep, this is in Connecticut. Uh, located in Woodstock, Connecticut, which we just looked up before the show, is only about 60 miles from where we are. Yeah. So it's actually closer to us than 
Charlton. Yeah. But as you mentioned, this isn't really like a beer project so yeah. much as it is a farming project. Yeah. This is more of a, a treehouse lifestyle play than it is a, a beer play for them. So what I read from this was they'll actually have an orchard where they grow their own fruit and have fruit trees on it as well as flowers, uh, mushrooms they want to get into. They also have dreams of a CSA where they do the community uh, supplemented agriculture. Where they do actual cows, they grow their own crops, and you'll be able to get half shares, full shares, winter shares, flower share, mushroom share, whatever you want. So they are trying to be a staple in the New England community outside of beer. Which is cool because the only other thing that I've really ever seen like this uh, is the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup from Hill Farmstead, mm. which just recently True. came out. And that was like, that had nothing to do with alcohol, but it was bourbon barrel aged. Uh, I don't know if it had an ABV at all, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, We'd have to ask Max. He got some. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course. Uh, so <laughs> it uh, it's an interesting play for them. And they always talk about how how much nature means to them and how they want their brewery to reflect, you know, the combination of them being involved in nature. That's what their curiosity labels are all about, you know, their experiences with nature. And they opened up the land behind their brewery with the nature trails and the bike paths and all that stuff. And just an interesting play, you know, and there are some other weird angles to it. Um, we talked about the weird uh, trend that we've been noticing about, a lot of places opening farmhouses in Connecticut uh, and why that might be. There might be some sneaky long play down the road with Beard opening up a, a farm brewery with Fox Farm with, um, what was the other one there? Shoot. Trillium. Trillium, yeah, opening up that one. The, For some reason, Connecticut seems to be yeah, the place. Yeah, there's something weird going on there with the farm. Farming reason. I, I can't quite suspicion? put my finger on it. I don't know. See, my thought when I talked to Mo about this before the show, uh, the farmland that they're acquiring, 94 acres is a lot of land, Correct. right? You obviously pay different taxes on it uh, than you do with other land. And maybe, maybe there's some zoning thing coming down the line that allows these breweries to kind of morph into a more industrial play down the road, right? Cause you could see Treehouse potentially outgrowing their facility now as crazy as that seems and needing 94 acres of land to build a treehouse amusement park beer or something like that uh i don't know what it is i i just know that it's it's eerily suspicious that they're all buying they're all buying brewery brewery owned land in connecticut to me is very suspicious right now i mean i guess i mean is it a dream of a lot of brewers to have a farmhouse brewery like is that I mean, I, I don't know. I'm asking. I don't either. No, um, I don't Maybe either. that's like in the back of everybody's head because, you know, you, you can wildly ferment beers. You can kind of like let your atmosphere kind of blend in with your beer. Is that like, sure. I don't know. I don't know if that's appealing to, to sure. brewers. Or we or just, that? you know, not that necessarily Hill Farm says I'm like a huge farm like that, mm -hmm. but I want to follow suit with one of the best breweries and kind of have that feel and play like you know yeah. like I said that's out it's not on a huge farm but it's out on a beautiful area and if it's rated the number one brewery in the world maybe it is maybe yeah we start to take a look at that you know and sure there there is there's different 
you know, lifestyle views. And maybe people right. just try to like, those people are different and maybe they don't want to be in the spotlight. They just want to do their own thing, right? Yeah. And in the article, they reference a long-term employee, Eric, who is a Eric Nelson. heirloom yep. farmer locally to them. Uh, and they will be, he will be the head of the project. Um, and they also talked about in the article, if I'm, I don't know if I'm wrong here, but you might that be. they're using Monson to, as a fermentary now to age some of their newer stuff. Yeah, that was kind of like we had had. They kind of threw time. that in there yeah. as like a, nobody's really gonna notice that yeah. we did this because they never announced. That. We we had talked about that for a long yeah. time. It we, makes sense. As basically as soon as they moved to Charlton, we were both yeah. like, "Well, they're gonna sell Monson, right?" Yeah. And then they didn't, and it was like, ah, they must be hanging on to that for something. And we both were like, probably barrel aged stuff yeah. or sours. I think was what we had kind of yeah, been like. Wild stuff. You know, maybe they would do wild stuff there and then brew everything yeah. else at, at Charlton. Because then it did. It did seem a little suspicious to me that they had all the natives on. They had all the natives available yeah. at the new facility immediately when they opened. Mm-hmm. That you could purchase bottles. And that stuff used to be almost impossible to right. get. And now it's like anywhere, and they're not going to risk that infecting their new facility. So right. they it made sense. But they that new facility is. Is big enough where they could brew that Probably on brew, one yeah. end and brew everything. I mean, they have so many. Is it freaking... worth the risk, though? No, uh, no it's you know, not. No, of, of anything. Yeah. So, but, but uh, definitely using Monson as a barrel aged spot, and they say that stuff's coming from there yeah. soon as, as they as mature from yeah. a lengthy slumber. And I'm yeah. doing the quote That's fingers cool. there, so I like that. That's cool. Um, I, know, I like the quote fingers too. <laughs> yeah. I just don't really play on radio. So, <laughs> what were some of the things they said they're going to do on the new facility? Um, they want to, obviously you mentioned a little bit, they want to do apples, peaches, pears, plums, cherries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, gooseberries, schnozberries, I'm just kidding, (laughs) (laughs) josta berries, which I didn't even know was a thing. So I I, I would guess that they're going to supply the brewery with fruit for fruited concoctions of some kind. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Monson will play into the barrel aging of those beers. Um, which yeah, is, I got a little big ZD. Which is really an, uh, an outstanding... That's another great uh, element to this that I think is really cool. Is now you can not only say that your beer is made with the fruit that you grew, but you can say definitively that you know what's in that what's in that fruit. Yep. And every ingredient that's in that yes. beer. You know, yeah. which is very, very cool. Have Literally watched, farmed to... Have last, you watched Chef's you know? Table? at all yeah yep you know the blue hill restaurant yeah 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 with so they got the farm and then like they're feeding the chickens like this like super super duper spicy pepper and then the eggs start to taste like the pepper really so this guy like in uh, i think you've talked about this show before maybe even on the podcast it's fantastic it's like this first or first season second episode but to me this is what this reminds me of yeah it's definitely not first season second episode but it's close Fourth maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's in the fourth. Well, it might be fourth. All right. Yeah. All right. But but it is, I mean, that's you know, the farm to table thing is so big right now. Sure. And having your hand and not having to deal you can with control other people. that. And with yeah. all like the the information now and like but yeah, you can experiment like on that show. Like they're making different um uh mu- almost mutations to like the the food. And getting like a different type of like apple, right? Mm-hmm. So you can sure. you can be doing that, playing around with that. And yeah. That would be awesome. Very cool. You know, one thing that I didn't hear uh, from this whole from this whole article, I didn't read in the article. They never talk about growing hops. 
Yeah, see, is I that is that I, weird or is that just? No, see, I don't think they want it to be that. Really? You know, I I I think they. When I read this, it got the feel of that like, they they don't even want to be known as a brewery anymore. Hmm. Like everything that they do, they they've well, done that... the nation trails, which nothing to do with beer. They've done this now, that nothing to do with beer, and it's all like they're just trying to create like almost like a. Just a complete lifestyle brand. I don't even have something to compare it to, but it's, like an LL Bean that that sells, like LL Bean yeah, has yeah. the lifestyle that sells their clothing. It's, yeah, this is like a lifestyle that also sells beer. You know, and but they, if they wanted to complete that, wouldn't growing your own hops would be awesome? Not you know, really. You, you want your own your own barley, like your own. Yeah. They obviously they have their yeast strains or whatever. I'm sure they can get some some weird ones out in the yeah. farm area there for like the hops wild. take a while to at least sure. get started. Yeah. And I'm so. sure Absolutely. maybe that's in the play. They, yeah, maybe that is somewhere in the play, down the road. I just I wanted to read that. Like I wanted to see like mm-hmm. oh they have plans to spend three acres of that land yeah. to grow their own hops. Like that would have been cool to hear. Well, um, something else that comes to mind for this another brewery that's a lot like this is Jester King. They do all their own farming. They have animals, and they do a lot of weird, different kind of beers that they make. Like they, they just put out a beer recently, uh, Petit Prince. Yeah. Or La Petite Prince. Oh, so nice. It. Well done. <laughs> Where they fermented, or they they talked about their soil conditions that they created with bones that they got off their farm from like the animals, and wow. like they they actually conditioned the soil with the bones to get like this different chemistry. And they use their own malt like that they grew. It's crazy. But Jester King is really like really earthy stuff. And they use everything super local. So they make um, – they make that's kind of what the feeling I get from it. But, I, I mean, you already make awesome beer. Like why are you messing with the beer? I got a little more on Le Petit Prince okay. from Jester King. This oh, is from okay. their un, – yeah. This is from their untapped page. Yeah. It's a farmhouse table beer. Yeah. Packaged in a green bottle. That's what it says. Correct. Oh, well, yeah, I that's saw it. it on Instagram. They had a big long. <laughs> I'm thing. just saying, like, I wanted to hear what you just said, yeah. and I didn't get that. So. They said their most. Uh, it was like the most beer, most Texas beer you could have. Two point nine percent is the way they described it. Um, that's wild. Excuse me while I look this up very quick. Talk amongst yourselves here. Um, yeah, I mean, it does noble hops, farmhouse yeast. Yeah, so Pilsner malt, just to read this quick thing, it says Le Petit Prince is about as simple a beer as we can get here at Just the King. It's made with Texas Hill Country well water, Texas grown barley and wheat, and a blend of hops, then fermented in stainless steel with a mixed culture of native yeast and bacteria. Then we dry hop it and condition it in a beer vessel for a few weeks. And, you know, they make it super simple. Again, you said low ABV, uh, but they talked about. Uh, how they fertilized uh, their their land back in December in the winter solstice with bones collected from the property, aged in molasses and goat manure from their farm. I mean, like super weird stuff, right? But can talk about controlling the whole cycle like you talked about, right? You have your hand in every little part of it. But I just think when you're making beer at such a high level for so long, why are you going to mess with it now, you know? This beer is available in Massachusetts. Did you yeah, know? they said they said it was coming to this show. Yeah, they did say they it's did being it. distributed. So, I just saw yeah, that. I, and mean, I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> to answer your question, I mean, sometimes it's just pushing, wanting to push the envelope. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. Or, you know, just push yourself. Sometimes it's not even like, I'm not competing against anybody, but let's just keep doing what we know and, mm-hmm. keep, you know, just keep trying to... That's what I feel like the treehouse thing is. It's like, I think what we need, you know, I'm going to get a little like hippie and spiritual, but, you know, mm-hmm. we need a little bit more of like that type of stuff in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. It, everything's so industrialized, everything's so... You know, um, I think it's nice to see like the change in the mindset. And... Yeah, and so I'm not saying they have any any angles behind it. I'm just saying it seems suspicious to me that everyone in the New England beer community is buying up farmland in Connecticut. Yeah. So what are you? Saying? And we don't know what it means. And I don't know what it means, <laughs> but I will one but day. We'll be able to reference back. We can just <laughs> wildly speculate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, say I they may be starting a conglomerate Maybe. and taking over Connecticut. Connecticut, they're squeezing out Connecticut yeah. farms in order to. They're gonna buy Connecticut re- eventually. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have know no what idea. It is. I don't know if it's Annex Connecticut. We we'll call it beer. Closer to the city, close, I don't know. More space out there. I, I have no don't idea know. what it means. But yeah, maybe distribution. Yeah. It could be. Just get, could I'll be, be in a little bit closer. But they, they want to do like press ciders and stuff. They don't yeah, they really have talk any about ambition about too. beer. So we'll post this article on our Facebook group, uh, which is New England Weekly Beer Discussion, NEWBD. Also makes New England just another like destination versus everybody going to New Hampshire and Vermont. Yeah, yeah, you know, spreading so it south. Well, yeah, and like, hey, bring everybody over to this area. There's plenty of good beer in Rhode Island and Connecticut. Yeah, and- but... It- the weird part about this is that it doesn't say anything like Ben was talking about yeah. a little bit before. It doesn't say anything about beer. Nothing about at beer this at farm all. at all. And, yeah. and maybe they'll sell beer there. I have no clue. Yeah. But they don't say that. And maybe it's just because it's like the very beginning, like moments of this, <laughs> and this is like their just initial announcement. But they didn't say like, you know, we'll be doing full, full allotments here in yeah in in Woodstock. I, I just. I don't know. I find it weird. I, I do too. It, it, like, it's it like a different venture almost. It feels yeah. It feels different, like branching out. And I mean, they call it a, a labor of, what did they say? Like a labor of passion or yeah, labor of love, labor of love and a broadening of our horizons that we've dreamed of. But so, then like, see, now that it this makes, makes it sound it all like makes passion. Sense. It all makes sense, right? But why wouldn't you just do that and not write it on your blog of your beer website? You know what I mean? Like, is there something else there? Like, if if you were, like, I don't want to air out anybody's dirty laundry, but there's local brewers that own fancy cars that go into auctions and things like that. Mm. And, why? see, that he doesn't write about that in his blog, right? You know, like, nobody, brewers obviously have hobbies aside from beer. So, what they yeah, do on their the own key, time, though, on their personal the time. This isn't a hobby. Why isn't so, it? How, what does that have to do with the brewery, though? Like, why is he including it on the brewery block? You know what I mean? I have, I have a theory. Because it's, okay. it's, but it's exactly what you said. It's brand. Yeah, yeah. It's just strange. Yeah, but I, I, I don't. If you're trying to build the brand, I don't see it to be strange. Yeah. So I think like maybe you're making two things out of like, I don't know. I think because if you call, if you look at it from a brand standpoint, I think that's just what they're doing. They're saying, "Hey, look, we're building our brand. Mm-hmm. We want to let people know." Yeah. Because I think that's just part of an appeal too, mm-hmm. you know. But that's let's What's hear. Let's hear his. Here's my theory. All right, it makes sense in my head, but let me articulate it and see if it still makes sense. Okay. Um, you have a baby. 
they give you a tax write-off because you have an, you have another human that you're responsible for. So they give you a couple bucks to kind of facilitate for that. Okay. Right? So what if these breweries are buying land to have like these farm type places because it's a huge tax write-off because they're then becoming contributing members of like the agriculture, uh, like produce scene and like contributing stuff to like the local See, now local community or whatever. Now you're talking so, like, my language. So they, there is a reason for it. They must, they, right, they have to get a tax break of some kind. There is right, some kind having of like a self-supporting or something like yeah, that. Sustainable farm yeah, sustainable or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I can see maybe potentially grant money coming from the state maybe. to open a brewery there. Like, have you guys Green seen? Green energy money. Yeah, like or there's whatever. something, something like there. There's back, something maybe. there I just that feel, I can't I feel like on. it's, I feel like that's a lot of effort just for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. But if it's something you wanted to do advice. anyway? I think it's a piece of the puzzle, but I don't, I think it's a lot of effort just for that. Because I don't see everybody like really putting down money to go yeah. get solar panels so they can just get like their energy paid for. I, like, I know, me, but the, there's some, there's just something that we we don't see because yeah. we're not in the business of it and we're not yeah. a lawyer for a super big brewery. So if anybody out there wants to, uh, if they know that anything. I can I'll, predict in the next five years that we're going to find out about. I'll reach out to Nate. We'll get him on the show. <laughs> All right, cool. Do. Great. So that is uh, our treehouse update. Again, we'll post that article on our Facebook group and we'll talk a little bit more about this. Uh, as the time comes to this, more develops about it. I'm sure we'll end up getting down there for some eggs. Um, and we will get, <laughs> some into some, <laughs> we'll get into some weird beer stuff here. Uh, Mo has found some great, great articles. One's a, uh, what, a tree beer and one's an ocean beer. Yeah, we got some weird saying? stuff. So I, I, I was kind of in the same vein. I'm in still like an extreme beer state of mind, even though that's... You know, that's behind us yeah. and, yep. uh, you know, we can't go back there until next year. Um, but I was, I, I, I read uh, Beer and Brewing. It's a magazine uh, that my father-in-law gets for me. Well, B&B. I'm like the one guy that still reads magazines. Yeah, Maybe. you I, are. I don't know. You definitely Not are. a whole lot of people actually read, like, <laughs> We'll take a screen grab of this like and post cats. it on the group. And you like cats. So. Yeah. Wow. He's going to bring that a, up. Like okay. a hermit. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so, Ben and Todd... I'm going to take you now on this weird beer trip. I'm going to take you to a lovely town. Ben, you know this town very well. Love it. Cape Town, South Africa. My Ooh. favorite. Ooh. Yep. It. He a lot loves. Of a lot of shots, but the water's beautiful. Okay. Um, so I'm going to take you to Drifter Brewing Company. They're located, as I said, in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, in South Africa, they get a lot of, uh, a lot of old shipwrecks. Okay. That they find, you know, not maybe not a lot, but periodically they find shipwrecks of, you know, old pirate ships and trade ships and stuff like that. Because yep. that was a popular yeah. trade route back Cover in the day. Sure. Cruise ships, yeah. So the first thought from breweries like Drifter Brewing Company is um, if they find any alcohol down there. Like, can we harvest any active yeast from those beers? Can we make something that the pirates were drinking in, like... You know, sixteen hundred and something. Yeah. Um, so they, they apparently they've done this a couple times, and they've gotten some some yeast from beer that they've found down um, in these sunken ships. Love it. So they came up with the idea to actually put their own beer under the sea. Yeah. So they've taken their own yeast, and they plunge their bottles to about one hundred and fifty feet 
below the surface of the water, mm-hmm. and they let it ferment under the sea. Okay. Oops. I think okay. we've actually done a weird beer stuff on something like this really before. Really similar to that, yeah. Where where mm-hmm. they uh, because of the the temperature down there, it it's a unique and the the pressure and the temperature allows for a unique aging situation. I have to go back through the logs. Yeah, there. Go ahead. I, don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah, true. I'll do it right now. Uh, but they no, age they weird. age it for about a year. The cold temperature does slow the secondary fermentation down, mm-hmm. um, and the swaying of the current keeps the bottle always moving, like a baby. So it doesn't yeah. So it doesn't sit in any any one particular spot, and the yeast stays suspended. Mm-hmm. Any UV rays from the sun, it's far enough down that it's not really gonna not really gonna mess with the bottle. Um, and it's something that it's like a passion project for them. And it's something that they're really excited about. So they, they have a couple new batches that should be out by the end of the year. Obviously, we're not going to see that stuff. But really cool for them and just like a really weird kind of process of brewing beer. A labor of love, you might say. Yeah, labor of love. I don't remember when we talked about that. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I'm, I I'm like famous for doing like weird beer stuff and shelfers that we've already done. So. Yeah, it's okay. Well, I, mean, if, I get it. They mentioned the temperature down there? No, it doesn't specifically reference the temperature. I would I would imagine they have decent water temperatures down there though, but 150 feet down it might yeah, be. Yeah, what do you think yeah. that is? I don't know, maybe 50 50 degrees. Yeah, I, I do remember uh, they put it in like terracotta like uh, jugs in the last one that that we did. It was huh. a long time. It was honestly one of our first shows. Ooh, yeah, maybe. If anybody knows that show, email in. We'll give you. We'll send you a free can of beer from most collection. Uh, from Todd's collection. <laughs> sorry. And what is the tree beer you have? All right, now? so That's, the tree beer. Yeah. Um, is from Liberty Lake, Washington, uh, Hidden Mother Brewery. They make a beer. They brew a saison where the brewers go into the forest and they cut down a tree. Mm. Uh, you might say that maybe this is not really nature friendly, <laughs> but the, they use the, they use the tree for good purposes. It was a ponderosa pine tree that oh, they just okay. cut down recently. They brought it back to the brewery and they kind of like they cut out the middle part and make like a like a big luge. Okay. And they yeah. leave like the the pine needles and stuff in the in the little luge, okay. and they run the fermented beer through that. Okay. I like, like that. I, I don't know exactly how many times they do it. Use gravity. Or yeah, so they just kind of like run the beer down this. I mean, there's a picture of it, and it's not really going to play well on radio, but it looks like a little river of beer running down like. Looks like that guy's puking like, into it. Yeah, he's That's probably puking into it a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it looks kind of cool. I don't know if it like sits there for a while, but they run it off into a tank, and uh, it gets a lot of the uh, a lot of the pine in the beer. So it's like spruce tips. I like that. Like you see a lot of beers like that with spruce tips. Yeah. I mean, Super I guess spruce. this is kind of like stepping it up a notch. And then they also like. Um, it's very they blast the needles with a flamethrower oh, to kind of give it a little like more oh, something it... like I don't know what that does really. Um, they say they say it adds some additional intense flavor into the final product. So, nice. so have you ever been to a Ponderosa? No. We have Ponderosas. Wait, Ponderosa is it? Is a restaurant? Yeah, maybe I have Steakhouse, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Ponderosa Steakhouse. Back is, that, in the day. is that what's in my glass now? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, nice. uh, not Ponderosa. I mean, I'm talking about yeah. beer, but 
Well, that's anyway, uh, that's it for weird beer stuff. So if you yeah, subscribe to Beer and Brewers Magazine, B&B, as Mo you, calls it. Yeah, you probably have a cat. Craft Beer and Brewing. Beer and Brewing Magazine. Yeah, I'm learning how to brew so that when we finally <laughs> yeah. buy a brew kit, yeah. I'll know what I'm doing. And you're curled up with your cat right now listening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We'll send those. Uh, no, I don't we'll have a curl up with my cat. <laughs> that doesn't happen. But on to um, up stories. On to a shelf of the week, which is extremely special to us. Um, shelf of the week is a beer that we want you to be able to go to a liquor store and grab when you're in a pinch, when you can't make it to a brewery, one of the awesome breweries that we're talking about, and really kind of uh, get. Get something that's quality that can hold you over, you know? I also use it sometimes to supplement my collection. Maybe I don't want to drink a bunch of, you know, stuff, a bunch of my stash, and I want to grab a four-pack to hold me over as well. So we have a very, very special show for the week that we're going to go a lot more in-depth than usual. And this one's from a listener. Mo, you can set the stage a little better than I can since you were the uh, you were on the front lines of this. I was. Yeah, so we had a listener reach out to us. His name is Travis. Um, friend who, of the show, yep, to who's Travis. also a friend of mine on Untapped. Um, so Moses Malone on Untapped. If you want to become my newest friend, um, but he reached out to us like a week ago, and it was the show that we talked about our favorite hop. Yeah, maybe it was two weeks ago. I forget, but sure. in any case, it was the one where we talked about our favorite hops, and I mentioned Citra hops being my favorite, um, my favorite hop, and being that I'm his favorite host on the show. Oh, okay. That's he right. single, yeah. He singled out Citra yeah. hops specifically and was like, "Hey, the novice palate. I saw that you loved Citra hops. You got to try this beer. Um, I find it on the shelf here in Connecticut. It's a perfect shelfer for you guys. Um, so we have a beer from Thomas Hooker Brewery mm-hmm. in Bloomfield, Connecticut, called Super Duper Double Citra. Nice. Great can art." Kind Great. of a play on like the double dare. Yeah. The double D's of the double dare. With double dare making a return, it's very relevant. Yeah. yeah. Is it actually making a return? Yeah, that's really? why they did all that stuff at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh, that that was real. Stuff. I thought it was a joke. No, yeah. seriously. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so this is a double. Clearly, uh, clearly paid attention in this. Yeah. In the, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I did. But I, honestly, I thought it was a joke. Uh, double IPA, New England style, all Citra hops. It's very high rated on Untapped. Is it? Yeah, it's a four one four on Untapped. That's that's extremely high. It is, um, but I actually think this is really good. Tommy Hooker, yeah. Tommy Hooker, um, well, you, have, uh, you've had Thomas Hooker before, Todd. No, I just have one. Oh, okay, you have one beer has from that. A Tommy Hooker. Has. Oh, well, just just <laughs> one Tommy Hooker. <laughs> I looked at it real Tommy quick Hooker. and I said, "Oh, these guys." No, but what do you get yeah, off of this? this? I get a, a little bitterness and a taste. Um, we just drank a lot of sweet beer, so it's tasting a, a little different to me right yeah, now. I like might gra- take a little, a little more grainy, I'd almost, say. Like, yeah, it is. It yeah, is. compared to what we've had, so it's must um, be a, a a taste of those Connecticut farm breweries. Um, I I don't know about that. I mean, maybe. I I actually really like this beer. Oh, you're a big Citra fan, Mo. I did am. You read, did you read the character? No, what? no. What do you got? Yeah, a little character. Drinking this brew is anything but a physical challenge. A mind-boggling level <laughs> of Citra hops provides a perfect balance for a silky smooth body and a crisp finish. We double dare you to not enjoy this brew. 8%. Yeah, I can't taste it. Nice. It doesn't taste uh, dry hopped at all to me. Okay. Am I wrong in that, in that assumption? Or? Um, 
It's a double IPA. I don't really taste the sweetness. It's a, there's no have, information on it on Untapped as far as like. Is Untapped what? like Wikipedia? Can you just add your own info in there? I don't know. Maybe tell them that the host of Noob says it's not dry hop. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell them. I'll tell them. I'll reach out to them. Um, yeah. No, I, I thank you, Travis, for sending it. It's thank very, you. very good beer. Yes. And I always love trying new beers. I mean, I'd give, try... I think I'd give this a four. I mean, I, I don't think, I I don't think 411 four. is like out of the realm. Yeah. I mean, this is like five. yeah, it's like a three yeah. seven five to four somewhere yeah, in that ballpark. Yeah. It's, I it's would good. Not turn this away if I get yeah. my chance. If I order this at a at a bar or a, so, know, what areas are we finding this in? Oh, I have no idea. He said no. Connecticut. He I've said never seen. Under, he said Connecticut is underrepresented on the show. It is. I thought we've done a, a better job though. with Fox Farm. We did Connecticut right. Valley. We've done. Uh, Hanging Hills. I thought right, we did some we've, good stuff. I mean, we've touched on those breweries, sure, sure. but I mean, yeah, I mean, is Connecticut part of New England? Probably. I mean, have we yeah. ever had a shelfer from Connecticut before? That's a good question. I we know. have. Oh, maybe you guys. <laughs> 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 answer your question. Yeah, Stone, what... Stony Creek. That's true. Stony Why Creek. Why don't you guys yeah. uh, venture out a little bit? You know. Well, we See don't. You know, we should. We should. Yeah. Connecticut is kind of, and this is like a Snow terrible. Terrible comparison, yeah. but Connecticut's a little bit like New Hampshire, Ooh. but with better beer. Like Connecticut yeah. makes some good beer. Yeah. There's some good yeah. breweries there. You might but have like they, started a civil war. But they don't get thought of. You I know, can like, tell you, Fox Farm blows away anything in New Hampshire. Even oh Hanging Hills. Oh my god, not even close. The Hanging Hills I've had blows away any, anything from New Hampshire. The only brewery that even contends with anybody regionally is Deciduous in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like. The yeah. only brewery that you can be like, okay, like they do some good stuff, and I would agree. they can compare with some other breweries, and I, I don't think they're better than a lot of other breweries, mm-hmm. but they're in the same ballpark. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so we will try to we will try to mix Connecticut in more um, than we do, I guess, even though we never really head down that direction. But yeah, I mean, just that one try. time we went we to Beard, try. and we got to do better. You know, we got to well, venture out. I'll tell you the. So Fox Farm does have like a limit, so yeah. it's it's two full pours for like half pours. Yeah. Um, and of course, Connecticut has those like how many liters you can take. So yeah, sometimes it's like it, you know sugar plum limit. Yeah. I guess I can't really oh, make that beer, argument because we used to travel all the way to the to treehouse for like six cans. Yeah. So we can't complain. <laughs> no pours. Beer, <laughs> no beers, pours. Connecticut. We come with beer a lot. Yeah, we'll talk I about mean, Trillium. We'll ask the Connecticut Farmhouse. Treehouse has now the Connecticut Farm. Yeah. I mean, I think we're pretty well versed in wow. Connecticut beer. Yeah, yeah. Asked me. So thank you, Travis, very much. Thank you. I rate a three seven five on Untapped. If I had my Untapped in front of me, I think when I go through, Super, I'm probably going to duper I'm, double. Six, I'm probably going to give it a four. This is a solid beer. I like this beer a lot. Nice. I taste a lot of dry hopping. No, I'm Do just you, kidding. Yeah, no, no, I have no idea. <laughs> it's good though. Well. That's all we have today. We will post uh, many of these articles, at least the Treehouse one, and uh, maybe a screen grab of this awesome beer can, because this artwork is off the charts. Yeah, really good can. Um, in our group, New England Weekly Beer Discussion, uh, and we will see you on our future shows here. I know we got a radio show mixed in here, and we'll be recording again soon. So thank you very much for listening. Subscribe, rate, review. We haven't had a review in quite some time, so... You could hop on there. That'd be a big help. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I thank you guys for joining me on a weeknight. And now it's uh, we all got some busy lives. But we'll wait on time to record. So we'll see you next week <laughs> or at another time. Peace.